0: Scientists say that even if we compare lives to those who lived, let's say, 500 years ago, the amount of stress that we get these days, just one day, is more than stress that people were getting within their entire life 500 years ago. And our brain is just not accustomed to it, because evolution happens very, very, very slowly. So. The amount of stress increased so drastically, but the way our brain functions stayed nearly the same.
1: Hello and welcome to the Mind to Lead podcast. I'm Georgie Hubbard and I am on a mission to help you live a level 10 life. If you want to live an extraordinary life, a life full of passion and energy, of joy and abundance, then this is the podcast that teaches you how to do just that. Through my conversations with some extraordinary leaders and my own life experiences, I come to you weekly with all of the teachings and steps you need to take your life to the next level. So if you are ready to develop the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind to Lead podcast. And today I am really excited because I've been following this wonderful woman on LinkedIn for quite a while now. Uh, I've loved all of her posts and uh, I think we've got a lot of uh, similar values and things that uh, we're going to talk about today that we're going to be on the same wavelength. So Maria, amazing to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. And I should record that introduction and use it every time whenever Uh, I speak or run a webinar because you introduced me so beautifully. Well, I mean it. I mean, I have generally been following your work. I think you write beautifully. I love everything that you say. So I want to definitely just dive into lots of things today. But for the audience who don't know who you are, could you just give a brief sort of introduction overview into who Maria is and what sort of brought you to this point in your journey right now? Oh,
0: (laughs) Maria is someone who kept grinding for over three decades, um, juggling a lot of things, various careers and degrees and other things. Um, Someone who slept maybe three, four hours a night if lucky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Someone coming from a family of medical practitioners completely neglected her health. Mm -hmm. And it did lead to a major burnout a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And my my second TEDx talk was about that. Uh, so my goal is to, you know, my goal is to find out in particular what's happening in regards to things like anxiety and depression and burnout mm. and to find a solution, a learn term solution, how to resolve in particular these uh, mental health issues. Mm. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Or burnout is also physical as well, but
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think right now in the world, that's needed now more than ever, because I'm sure you've been reading the same reports that I have saying that, you know, one in four people are depressed and anxious and have got mental health. And with the whole pandemic through the isolation, you know, the second wave isn't going to be another, well, it might be another outbreak, but it's also going to be a a huge toll on people's mental health. So I think what you're doing right now is, is really important. So... I mean, where do we even begin with when it comes to mental health, I guess? But, you know, let's talk about, I guess, why you are so passionate. You you just mentioned there about your own experience with burnout. You were sleeping three to four hours, uh, you know, a night. Um, you know, where did it all start for you, the, the passion with, with mental health?
0: Well, for me, it started with um, a lot of people coming to me. Uh, in particular, a lot of international students reach out to me, and I see the same problems happening, in particular them coasting between anxiety and depression, and mm-hmm. burning themselves from both ends, and leading themselves to burnout, already have fallen into a burnout. Um, so I just realized what a huge, huge, huge problem that is. And even before COVID, depression was already number one mental health issue in the world. And what concerns me is that the majority of people in the majority of organizations, they work on creating awareness and they work on offering short-term solutions. So basically, you know, offering band-aids and both are incredibly important. It's crucial to increase awareness about how, this, how bad the situation is. It's very important to um, help people that already found themselves severely depressed or experiencing severe anxiety or burnt out it's very very important but unfortunately very few you know go up the river to see why people fall into the river in the first place Mm. so this is my mission to get to the bottom of things to connect the dots um Mm. to understand what exactly is happening and how to resolve it
1: Mm. Amazing. What, what an absolutely incredible mission. And, um, I guess speaking from my, my own experience for a second, I, I struggled really badly with anxiety in my twenties and, um, it wasn't until you're right. You just said the pinpoint, it wasn't until I pinpointed actually that where my anxiety came from and a lot of it was not feeling that I was enough, not feeling that I was doing things to the best of my ability. I was a very, I was a perfectionist. I put so much pressure on myself to always be performing at this top level. Then I started to sacrifice my sleep and my nutrition and it was kind of a bit of a downward spiral from there. And thankfully I kind of woke up and, you know, figured it all out. But there's a lot of people who, you go down this path, like you say, fall into the river and don't get out again. So in your experience from the research that you found so, so far, is, is there a trend? Is there something that is, is happening as like a common pattern of why people start to spiral down into these, you know, mental disorders?
0: Yeah, there are a lot of reasons, but I think one of the major reasons is that we have an incredibly stressful life. Mm. Um, it's Scientists say that even if we compare lives to those who lived, let's say, 500 years ago, the amount of stress that we get these days, its just one day, is more than stress that people were getting within their entire life 500 years ago. And our brain is just not accustomed to it because evolution happens very, very, very slowly. Mm. So the amount of stress increased so drastically, but the way our brain functions stayed nearly the same. So we're just not prepared, we're not educated, we're not aware about how we function psychologically and physiologically. And um, this is one of the reasons that we don't know how to protect ourselves from Mm -hmm. stresses that come our way and we just Mm -hmm. get bombarded. I call them cocktails of stress. Mm -hmm. I compare it to the life called bartender giving us those cocktails of stress, stress cocktails. And we can get different cocktails, so we can get the same cocktail, but we're going to react differently because we are very different.
2: Mm.
0: So in order to um, make it better, it's very important at the same time to reduce the amount of stress that we expose ourselves to and work on building our resilience. Mm -hmm. So if we work on both, this is where things get better. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And in, in your, maybe your own experience or your advice or what you've seen from working with clients, like what are some of the ways that we can get better at managing stress in our lives? Yeah. First
0: thing is just to be educated about what types of stress we do encounter, mm-hmm. because for example, lack of sleep is a major stress. Or us watching watching TV dramas is another mm-hmm. type of stress. Mm-hmm. Being exposed to Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, other signals is huge, huge, huge stress. Mm-hmm. You know, not eating properly, multitasking, uh, allowing people who suck energy out of us to remain in our mm-hmm. life. That's another type of stress. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many different types of stress that we encounter these days that, for example, even I myself did not encounter when I was younger. So, like in my 20s, I wasn't user, using any social media platforms. You know, I wasn't using Facebook, I uh, wasn't there, there then. And I didn't use anything similar to that. I wasn't on my my mobile phone all the time. Mm. I actually used my mobile phone just to receive and make calls. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't text at the time. So, mobile phone itself and what's happening on the mobile phone, that's Mm. like a whole laundry list of other types of stresses that uh, we encounter these days. Mm. Um, So, we really need uh, it's not just about that, you know, our grandparents didn't experience those type of stresses or our parents did not experience them when they were our age. There's so many stresses that even we did not experience five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago ourselves. Um, So we need to be educated about those um, types of stresses. I don't know Mm -hmm. what else to call them because this Mm -hmm. is what they are.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, And once we become aware how different things affect us on both physiological and psychological level, Mm -hmm. then we can start working on reducing them and, you know, eliminating or decreasing them in our life.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I I read a study, uh, I think it's like the average person picks up their phone like 60 I don't even know, it was, it was such a crazy number. It's like 60,000 times a day or so. Like it was like, maybe, maybe that's less because they'd be just constantly put their phone down, but like hundreds of times a day or something. You no, know, that's how many thoughts we had. People have sixty over 60,000 thoughts a day, but they, they were picking up their phone like just constantly all the time throughout the day. And I think that- you, you've touched on something that's really important that I've I've preached as well, as, and that that's awareness. You know, I think when we're aware of something, we can begin to to make changes. Um, so, in terms of like how how would you even go about breaking the habit? Because I think we are a society, and, and I'll put my hand up and say this as well that you know we we are addicted to technology. We rely on our phones. Like how how do you go about? you know, uh, managing your stress? Have you got any tips for people who are like, maybe sitting there listening to this now and go, God, yeah, I am feeling a bit stressed. I am feeling a bit overwhelmed. I, ha- I do have a busy life. Like, how have you kind of eliminated some of the stress from your life?
0: Yeah, uh, for everyone, um, it will be a different journey. Uh, because like I said, even if we get the same amount of str- uh, same types of stresses and in the same amount, every person would react differently. Mm -hmm. So what's stressful for one person could be not that stressful for another person. So it's a very unique journey for every one of us to find out what's um, affecting us and to try to decrease it or to eliminate it from our life. So I would say that, you know, getting proper sleep, this is advice number one in regards Mm -hmm. to everything, Mm -hmm. whether we want to be um, more resilient physically or mentally, trust me, getting proper sleep, Mm -hmm. and it means enough of it and proper quality of it. This is the go-to thing. This is the very first thing that everyone should do and can do to address that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also, you know, with mobile phone, when mobile devices were uh, invented, when they were introduced to the market, actually, those devices were not supposed to be used probably for more than one hour a day. Mm. And now it feels like we're 27 24/ mm-hmm. 7 on it <laughs> you know yep. it's constantly by our bed, it's constantly in our hand you know and actually uh, the research shows that if someone loses uh, their mobile phone, they see it as a nearly deaf experience. yeah this is how attached we are to those mm-hmm. mobile devices. Yeah. So one of the things is to be quite particular about uh, for how many hours and how you use your mobile phone. Uh, because if you just reduce it to making and giving phone calls, that's going to be a very different experience from if you use Facebook and Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and you use LinkedIn and WhatsApp mm-hmm. and Skype, you know, and mm-hmm. other other things on mm-hmm. it, and you read books on that, and you podcasts know, and, you, and- um, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So it could be one of the solutions. It could be just to make a decision that, for example, I'm using Facebook and LinkedIn only when I'm in front of my computer and only mm-hmm. within those particular hours, that mm-hmm. I'm not on those platforms, that I'm not on social media platforms nearly you know, feel what feels like every minute of every hour.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so it's very important to make a decision that, yes, I want to feel better. I want to just trust my life, and I know that, Being on social media platforms, for example, of course, we all have very different feed and Mm -hmm. we use platforms differently, Mm -hmm. Um, but we need to identify for ourselves, Mm -hmm. how is it affecting us and how to reduce that amount of time that we spend on mobile
1: phones. Yeah, I completely agree. And. I think like it's really interesting because I I have become more aware of how much I am using my phone. And I guess one tip that I started to do because when I started working from home and I've worked from home now for the last year, I, I was like, oh, you know, I'm eliminating the commute stress, right? So that's gone. But what I actually found was I was actually almost feeling a little bit more exhausted by the end of the day is because I was just not switching off because I had the tendency to go, oh, just send one more email or I'll do one more post. And I think how important would you say are the boundaries, that we make with technology like you know should there be because it is impacting our sleep and i agree with you 100 i think sleep is absolutely number one and it's sleep isn't sexy right people go you know i want to grow a business i want to do this so i'm going to sacrifice my sleep and sleep's the first thing to go um and it's and it is the most important so when it comes to that link between sleep and technology and those boundaries there like when do you think we should switch off from technology? Do you think there should be like, a, is, there a, is, there a, is there any science bat here? Because uh, I know the whole blue light and things on your phone. So any sort of um, thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I would recommend, I know it's not possible for everyone, but I would recommend not to touch my mobile phone between 6 p.m. and midday. So give yourself that window,
2: um,
0: in particular, because after 6 p.m., we need to prepare to go to sleep. We need Mm -hmm. to unwind ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, our brain doesn't work like this when it comes to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, those evening routines we need to have an evening routine unfortunately so many people talk about morning routines but not enough people Mm -hmm. talking about evening routines which I believe is actually even more important Mm -hmm. so starting from 6 p.m we need to start doing things that unwind us you know go for a walk have uh, a leg dinner spend time with uh, people who bring us uh, joy Mm -hmm. read a book uh, I don't know put a puzzle together so Mm -hmm. do things for yourself things that recharge you Mm. you know that will charge you up Mm. (laughs) and in the morning it's uh, I think it's important not to be glued to the mobile phone because morning hours are the most precious yeah this is when we have uh, you know we just started tapping into our decision-making energy Mm. and we still have our willpower in comparison mm-hmm. to you know how it gets reduced towards the evening hours. Mm-hmm. So in the morning we should really focus on long-term goals and we need to do things towards achieving those long-term goals Instead of you know putting up urgent and non-urgent fires, mm. um, so if we put the mobile phone away and we don't look at it till midday, we can have that uh, few hours in the morning to mm. fully focus on where we're we going, what's our vision, what's our mission, what are our goals, and um, make effort towards reaching those goals mm. yeah. um, in the long run instead of you know. S- spending yourself, <laughs> wasting your time and effort yeah. on short-term things that usually can wait, actually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's also very important to audit your circle. I'm a strong believer uh, that it's very, very important to look into your circle. What, are, who are the people that's surrounding us? And um, I break our circle into five groups, and one of those groups is people who we feel ambivalent about. And what happens when we have people in our life who we feel ambivalent about? We usually keep them around, yeah? Yeah. Because they're still making a decision and they didn't really do anything usually bad Mm. (laughs) for us to say goodbye to them. Mm -hmm. So they hang around. But it's been proven that that's the ambivalent people that actually affect us negatively the most. Wow. It's not those people who obviously negative, it's actually people who are ambivalent, you know, Mm. who we're still making decision about. Mm. Uh, They're the ones who suck most energy out of us, to be honest. And this is the group of people that should really go first.
1: Why Isn't that fascinating? Why is that? Is there any research to why that is? I think it's because um, our brain likes shortcuts. And
0: when we have someone in our life, our brain decides whether in particular we trust that person or not, whether we like that person or not. So what happens with an ambivalent person is that we can't make decision. So whenever we interact with them, our brain you know goes on alert. Because it's still trying to make a decision. Are we friends with that person or not? Like, what are their uh, intentions towards us? Are they trustworthy or not? So we spend so much mental energy on processing all the information that comes from that ambivalent person um, that it's really, um, it's a waste of our energy,
1: honestly. Right. I, I, I had never thought about that before like that. And it's really interesting that you just touched upon like, you know, the, inner circle, because I I do believe like, you know, the, the, the people you surround yourself with is, is really, really important. And, and especially if you do have a goal, you know, especially if you are trying to, you know, be a better person or, you know, whatever, because it's so true. Like you want to be around people who support you, who build you up. Um, and I always say, you know, like there, there's enough abundance in the world for everyone, you know, like we don't need to be, you know, envious of our friends or, you know, jealous of our colleagues, you know, like, you know, there, there's so much, there's enough in the world for everyone. But I think that it, it's, it's that scarcity mentality where people go, oh, if they're doing well, then that means there's less for me. And actually, no, there's, there is enough for everybody. But you know, so If you're if so if you were somebody right now listening to this and thinking, well, maybe I'm not around the right types of people, any advice that you would give to people who want to start, you know, making new acquaintances, new friends around themselves and more positive people, where would you begin to to make that journey?
0: Yeah. For me, you see, I grew up in a culture where if you make friends, you think that You're going to be friends for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And no matter what is it they do, whether they betray you or treat you disrespectfully, um, you know, you should stick around and Mm -hmm. you should forgive them. Or Mm -hmm. in any case, like if you made a friend, you stay a friend forever. So this is how I was brought up. This is how I grew up. And I kept forgiving, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, letting people do certain things and Mm -hmm. self-sacrificing. And every time I thought, you know, maybe I should part ways with, with that person, I, for mm-hmm. some reason, I saw it back then as me being disloyal
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, until I got that one friend that really, really <laughs> got very disrespectful towards being in front of other people. Mm-hmm. And this is where um, I came across a quote saying that if you're not losing your friends, you're not growing. Wow. Okay. And this is where it hit me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I realized is that, hang on, I'm thinking that if I part ways with that person, that I'm being disloyal to them. Mm -hmm. What about me? Yeah. You know, if I don't do that, it means I'm disloyal to myself. So what's more important, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if that person doesn't appreciate me, if they don't value time and effort and energy that I offer to them, um, you know, if they don't appreciate having me in their life, you know, if someone doesn't appreciate your presence, mm. trust me, give them gift of your absence,
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> yes. God, I love that quote, so if you're say say that again the friends quote that if you're if you're if if you're not you're, losing your friends, friends, you're not growing, not growing. wow, okay yeah. that's uh I, yeah it's. It's funny, isn't it? Because I think there's a lot of people who would have your mentality of that, you know, my friends are for life, I grew up with these people, they know me, you know, and it's really hard because again, it's stepping out of our comfort zone, it's having the courage to meet new people. Um, I guess it's not an easy thing to do. But then like you just said, you know, you've got to, I guess, honour yourself and love yourself enough to to put you first and on that note I'd love to get your thoughts on this like how important do you think it is to 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 honor yourself to to love yourself and and to put yourself as the priority each day is is that part of the you know you talk about you know building a you know an an amazing human is that is that sort of the foundation there like putting yourself first each day
0: Uh, yes, I will mm-hmm. definitely answer that question. Mm-hmm. I just really would love to add
1: something to the
0: previous yeah, part of Yeah, please the conversation. do, yeah. Is that one of the things is that when it comes to relationships with other people, that's the depth those connections as important. It's not about mm. how many people we have in our life, it's about yeah. how well we know mm. them and what's the quality of that connection with them. Mm. And once again, research shows that at the time we can have more or less proper relationships with only up to 150 people.
2: Right.
0: So it's just the way we operate as human beings, the way our brain works in particular. Is that we need to choose who to let go in order to let another person in mm-hmm. within that 150 people circle.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. so doing but, a bit of a cull maybe, you know, sitting down with your list. It's like doing a wedding list, you know. No, not inviting them, not having them. <laughs> Yeah, we do grow apart, you know, we
0: grow at very different speeds, and we're interested in different things, and we have very different visions, and, Mm -hmm. you know, if you were great friends with someone five years ago, it doesn't matter, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're destined to be friends with them Mm -hmm. now, and, you know, one of the things we see, for example, a lot of marriages fell apart after 20-year marriage, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you would have thought... People were together for 20 years. How's Mm. that they're getting divorced now? Mm. But what happens is that every five years we uh, change um, about like 25%. Our character changes Mm. about 25%. So after 20 years, if you know someone for 20 years, most likely you're next to a person who's completely different to a person Mm. who you met. 20 years ago. So this is one of this is the main reason I think why some marriages fell apart after 20-something years because both people become very, very different people. And they no longer have same values, same priorities, same vision, you know, same lifestyle. Um so it's it's very important to identify You know, when it's time to let someone go. Mm. And even if you let someone go, it doesn't mean that they're not going to come back into your life. Um, It could be periods of time where, you know, maybe they deviate and they start chasing something else.
2: Mm. For example,
0: maybe um, for you, it could be giving value uh, Mm. to your clients and your contacts and your audience. Uh, This is the the priority for you. Mm. But for another person, it could be chasing money. you know, making profits. So that's the priority number one for them. Mm -hmm. So if you have those two different priorities, uh, it doesn't matter how much you adore each other. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how well you click with each other. If your priorities and values don't align, Mm
2: -hmm. you're going
0: to start pulling that cart into different directions. So Mm -hmm. no collaboration is going to take place in that case. But maybe after 10 years, that person's value will change again, Mm. you know, maybe they will start pursuing those things that you pursue. So maybe you'll get back together and maybe you'll work on some sort of a project or Mm. just become, you know, friends or Mm. they become your body to go for a walk, for example. Mm. (laughs) You know, when we have friends, we can do different things with them and spend time with them differently. Um... And yeah, like I said, if you let someone go, it could be letting them go to pursue their dreams. Mm -hmm. uh, And after some time, it's absolutely possible to come into each other's lives again. Mm. So it is important to make that audit. Probably mm. once a year, I would say, mm. um, maybe before Christmas time is really
1: good, or now is the perfect time yeah. to audit your circle. Yeah. Well, if it was a Christmas <laughs> yeah. time, you could save some money on some presents, couldn't you? So that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that, but yes. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, you, you also just touched um, on another thing there about values. And I think that all links in beautifully to the whole you know self-love self-care piece as well so you know I, I talk about values and I guess I love your thoughts on this but I guess the way I see values is kind of like our internal compass and when we are in alignment with our values we go for things that actually bring us joy whereas you know when we are off we're not living by our values we can kind of feel a little bit unfulfilled and not sort of sure what direction we're heading in so how how important are understanding our values and what's important to us for a happy, stress-free life?
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things, uh, as we already discussed, if we want to create um, a strong friendship or any mm-hmm. type of relationship, even when employees are looking for new employees,
2: mm-hmm. the very
0: first thing that they're looking at is person's values.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because
0: in particular, that case, uh, you know, if you hire someone, you can upskill them. Mm
2: -hmm. But
0: to change their values or priorities, it's a very, very, very different and difficult Mm -hmm. journey. And, you know, it's going to take a lot of time to try to transform that person. And that's provided that they actually want to transform. Mm -hmm. So when we want to have a proper relationship and whatever type of relationship it is, if we know what our values are, and we know what values of that other person is. Only then we can uh, create that um, deep connection with that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Um, and another reason why values are so important is because we're constantly bombarded with so many things, mm-hmm. and it's making it's becoming more and more difficult to make decisions, probably about everything in our mm-hmm. life. So when we have values, when we have priorities, when we have clearer goals, it helps us to identify what is a distraction Mm -hmm. and what is actually an opportunity that's Mm -hmm. going to contribute on our journey towards that goal. Mm -hmm. So it it really helps uh, to have that clarity, what's important to us and where we're going. It really helps us with decision making, probably in regards to everything, but in particular business-wise.
1: Mm, absolutely, yeah. and and how can people go about understanding their their values? How would they discover that? I think it's a very individual journey. Mm. It's something that everyone has to discover for
0: themselves. There are certain things that no one can do for you. Mm. and it's one of those things you know to identify what is it important to you what's mm. going to make you fulfilled what's going to make you happy mm. so maybe someone can help you by asking questions but at the end of the day it's going to be your work it's going to be your responsibility your job to identify what's that what's important to you and what makes your life you know happy and healthy and fulfilled mm,
1: absolutely and I completely agree with you there and, and it all see this is all tying in beautifully i guess because i i believe that i believe that self-awareness is the first step to self-mastery i believe that when you understand who you are when you have a a deep relationship and understanding with who you are then everything else makes sense. You know, you start to attract the right things into your life, the right people, the right opportunities, but it all stems down from that self-awareness, that self-belief and that self-love. So I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Like how important is it to really understand yourself, but not only just understand yourself, but just honor yourself, believe in yourself and love yourself enough to take the step, first step to You know, getting rid of those friendships to taking the first step to, you know, sort of starting something new. Like, how important is that piece in in, in our journey? I think that's the most important
0: piece. I think that's the most Mm -hmm. important work that you can do for yourself as an individual Mm -hmm. and as a society overall. Mm. I'm convinced that whatever global problems in particular we're talking about, whether it's poverty, hunger, depression, pollution, um, you know, all of all of lives matter, all uh, black lives matter, mm. whatever that is, if an average person becomes uh, self-aware and empowered And if they understand how they function, and if they become patient toward themselves, if they start self-respecting, and if they start exercising self-love and self-care, this is when they're going to start treating others the same way,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So it's it's about, I think it should start with educating all of us and Mm For a person to understand that if I wanna change the world, I've got to start with a person in a mirror, like you know, as Michael Jackson said, yes, yeah. so many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and as uh, so many philosophers have been have been telling us for thousands yeah. of years that You want to change the world, start with yourself. You want to change your life, start with yourself. You know, it all comes from within. Mm. And I would just like to highlight again, whatever global problem we're talking about, if a person, if an average person, if the majority of us become self-aware and empowered and understand how we function, Mm. all problems are going to go away because we're also going to become loving and caring and patient and
1: understanding Mm. towards each other and towards Mm. our environment overall. Mm i I just think that is so so powerful and uh yeah it's such a such a key message I think for for people to you know if they are listening to this now to to really take away because yeah you know, i I guess I can speak from experience here as well that it wasn't until I really took the time to understand who is Georgie? What does Georgie want? What makes Georgie happy that, that I realized that, you know, I was in a job that didn't fulfill me, that I was living in a, uh, a city when I wanted to live some, you know, in, in, in nature, you know, like there was all these things that I was sort of, I was constantly chasing things and were then wondering why these things were making me happy. And I think it's, we do need to go more inwards than outwards and, you know, yeah, I I just think that's such a key point in in people's journey. So it just, just love your thoughts on how would somebody, if if they're sitting there right now and they're like, I'd love to sort of maybe start to understand myself a little bit more. Is there any practices? Is there anything that somebody could do, you know, or start just, just to help them along the way of this journey?
0: Yeah. Such a vast topic. (laughs) I know. I know. But if you, if you could just
1: pick like, one or two things that, that you found what, as what in your journey, what would they be? Yeah. One of the
0: main life lessons and best advices I've ever got was to treat everything in life as an experiment, mm. you know. Um, and you mentioned that through your 20s you were perfectionist, and I was too, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and it's because we are taught that somehow failure is opposite to success, yeah. but actually... Whatever mistakes we make, whatever values uh, we, um, you know, we uh, come across, these are all part of success. And this is what we need to understand, that we should be focusing on progress, not on perfection. Mm-hmm. And just treat life as one huge experiment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I no longer believe that there is um, a big plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I used to think that, I used to thought, I used to think that I was um, – predestined for something or that the universe God had some sort of a master plan. But now the more research, the more I think about it, I realize that actually, whether you call it God or universe, mm. um, whatever whatever way you see it, I think it's all big experiment, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's all about experiencing life and about mm. growth. So the main goal is growth. Mm. Uh, it's not about reaching a certain destination, it's about growing. Um, so that's one of the things that really helped me to breathe easier, to understand that, um, you know, either if I win or I learn, there's no such thing, to be honest, as failing mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, whatever mistake we made or anything like that, we should really see it as part of our learning and part of our growing and part of our success journey. Mm. And once we realize it, um, we feel more courageous and we sleep better, yeah. you know, and, uh, we feel freer. Mm. Uh, and it's really, really helps to realize that. And another major major life lesson that I learned, mm. <laughs> and I wish those things were taught at school, honestly. I think yeah. they, were, they should be taught in kindergarten. Totally agree. Um, It's something that you also mentioned that you kept chasing things and uh then you would achieve it or get it and it wouldn't bring you happiness. I was exactly the same. You know, I thought, Oh, happiness lies with my next career or with my next degree or with my next relationship or, you know, with my dad's approval or with me getting a car or this or that. So most of my life I was chasing things and um People's approval, not people's approval, but my dad's approval. <laughs> That's good at this my dad's approval. Yeah. Um. And I attached a lot of happiness to my romantic relationships. Mm. So for a very long time, I thought that oh, I can't be happy if I'm not in a relationship, in a romantic relationship. Mm. But now I understand that um, happiness is just an accumulation of joys. Mm. So it's not about major things at all. It's not about what kind of car you drive or. Um, you know what careers you have or Mm -hmm. what businesses you build happiness Mm -hmm. is not about that it's actually about little things you know like enjoying a cup of coffee in the morning having a conversation with a friend you know or coming across an exciting episode of a podcast like this one (laughs) 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 <laughs> you know, or uh, yeah, reading an article, listening yeah. to a TED talk, going for a walk for ten minutes. You yeah. know, coming out of the house and realizing that oh my god, the sun is shining mm. and the sky is so blue today. Mm. So when we start paying attention fo- to um, when we start paying paying attention to little things, mm. and when we start enjoying moments and experiences. This is where life changes. This is where we create happiness, and happiness is that. Happiness is something you create. And um, I had a—I don't know if you saw my post.
1: I uh, compared happiness to baking a cake. No, I didn't see that one. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to go and search for that one though. That sounds like a uh, one that I definitely want to read. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just explaining that you know we all like different
0: cakes. And happiness for everyone is also a bit different, you know. Things that bring us joy are very different as well. Mm. Like for me, for example, I love painting. It's one of the things that brings me joy. Mm. But for another person, it could be something absolutely irrelevant, you know. For them, it could be skateboarding, for example. But I don't skateboard, so Mm. (laughs) it's not something... It's not a component to my happiness, um, mm. per se. Um, so our happinesses are different, like cakes are. Mm. So someone wants a mud cake, and someone mm. wants, you know, melchoy and someone yes. wants, I don't know, some sort of a whipped cream pavlova yeah. as a type of a dessert. So happiness is different, like cakes. Yeah. But what's important is that when we comes to, when it comes to dessert, we can get it, or we can buy it, you know, we can mm. receive it. But happiness is something that we need to create within ourselves. So you create it within yourselves with what you already have. Mm-hmm. And if you learn to enjoy little things and experiences, trust me, you'll enjoy bigger things as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so this is what's very important to understand. I Wow, that, that was just so beautifully put. I mean, I honestly that's i completely agree with everything you just said and you know it always makes me laugh you know when you ask people like the five whys you know why do you want this why do you want that why do you want this why do you want that it's all just they want to be happy you know so i'm just like well why wait you know why not wake up every day and you and, and i think the key as well and yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm sure you probably would agree with this, but it's gratitude, right? It's, it's appreciating the moments. It's being present. It's not being, having your cup of coffee, thinking about the email that you've got to send or, you know, watching the sunset, thinking that, oh, I've got to do all that today. It's just being really present in those beautiful moments that we get. And that that's happiness it is in those key life moments it's not when you get the promotion it's not when you buy the new car or the new house I mean yes you know they do bring you some form of happiness but it's 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 fleeting and if you're constantly chasing those big moments and you miss the opportunities just to really sit and appreciate life then you're gonna go through your life feeling you know not happy not not um in a in a higher state all the time and and unfortunately I just think we do see that a lot in our society um because I know myself I've been there I was there throughout my whole 20s thinking when I get this I'll be happy when this happens I'll be happy and I, I got there and you know no I wasn't any happier um so yeah it's it's very very interesting um and I could talk about that topic all day long it's something I was so passionate about but also conscious of your time so look for the the people that are listening if you could impart you know I love just your, your life lessons there but one piece of one piece of advice that you would give somebody who maybe maybe is struggling right now you know I mean, we're in a very unique time in history there's the pandemic there's black life matters there's lots of things going on right now and we're still trying to navigate through our own lives like what advice would you give to those people who are sat at home listening to this right now and maybe they're struggling maybe they're not happy maybe they're feeling a little bit anxious or depressed. Like speak to them right now, what would you say to them? Yeah.
0: Well, one of the things that I keep hearing very often is people saying something like, oh, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wait for the new normal. But the truth is that our life has become very unpredictable. Yeah. And it's not just about the last few months. Even before that, our life already became so fast-paced and so unpredictable mm-hmm. that it all comes down to, focusing on upskilling yourself it's not about trying to predict what's coming there's just too many scenarios now that can um you know unroll from here Mm -hmm. so it's not about trying to predict anything but it's about upskilling yourself so whatever comes Mm -hmm. you will adapt you'll manage so it's Mm -hmm. all about shifting that focus onto yourself and in particular being happy i think it's a skill it starts as a choice, and then it turns into a habit, and then it actually does become a skill. And the most important thing to realize is that it's your responsibility to make yourself happy. Mm. Because one of the things is that when we attach that happiness to a person or to a thing, we're giving away that power, you know, mm. to them to make yeah. us happy. Why would right. we give away that power? It should be ours. Yeah. And the other thing is that our brain doesn't, um, our brain is not designed to make us either healthy or happy or wealthy or successful or whatever that is. Our brain is designed just to keep us intact physically, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, to, to survive physically. Yeah. So, It doesn't do anything to make you happy or healthy. And it's Mm -hmm. once again, it is your responsibility to make that decision Mm -hmm. whether you want to become happier and healthy and start working towards it. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge misconception that if we want to make a change in our life, it means we need to do something grand, you know, that we're going to acquire it through pressure. Once again, it doesn't matter what we're talking about, whether wealth or health or happiness or anything else, it's all about consistent efforts. Mm-hmm. And in particular with happiness, our brain doesn't understand the difference between little things and big things. So in order to feel happy, it's about consistently experiencing joys. Mm-hmm. It's not about experiencing some some joy once a year about something yeah. big. Yeah. It's about how many little joys you get in particular on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So the more joys you have, and it doesn't matter what they are. It could be just you stopping, you know, smelling a flower. <laughs> it yeah. could be that. You know, it could be just those little things. If uh, if you consistently let yourself enjoy things,
2: mm-hmm.
0: little things it will become uh it will build up and it will turn into overall happiness
1: maria i just couldn't have said that any better myself thank you so much i mean there's so many incredible takeaways for people listening i think it's just been such a beautiful conversation so thank you so much um for people wanting to reach out to you after this um where where should they go where can they find you
0: I would say LinkedIn and Instagram are the best way to find me and follow me and get in touch with me. So, yes,
1: please find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. Yeah, but not between 6 p.m. and 12 12 a.m. the next day. So... <laughs> don't expect a response <laughs> no it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much and uh yeah when i'm next in melbourne when all of this is over let's let's grab a coffee because uh, i absolutely. could speak to you all day you're absolutely wonderful thank you so much Thanks. it's been an absolute pleasure thank you thank you for having me thank you